Good morning. Good morning. Good morning.
Yes, happy Friday. Hello. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Declare Victory. Has anyone joined the call that would like to say good morning? I just heard my beautiful sister, Yvonne. Good morning, Yvonne. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Yvonne. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Mona. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Good to see you. Good to hear you, Grateful Deborah Evans. God bless both of you. Thank you. God bless you, too. Hello, good morning. Who else is that that joined the call? That's Sister Tracy on this Monday morning, giving God all the honor, glory, and praise that we made it amongst roll call another day. How great thou God is. Amen. Hallelujah. Good morning, morning, everyone. Good morning, morning. Sister Tracy. Good Good morning, Susie. Good morning, Sister Susie. Good morning. Good to hear your beautiful sound this morning. You sound amazing, sis. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless you, too. Thank you. Okay. Could, could, I, could I ask one thing, a question? Yes, I'm, yes. Having, I'm having some bad back, back pain right now. Uh-huh. Also, I have some other things going on. If you could please just uh, ask the Lord to heal me. Oh, we got you, Susie. Thank you so much. Okay. Good morning. It's Time Chance. Happy Monday. God bless everybody. I love my Declare Victory family. Yes. Happy Monday. And we love you, too. Hello. Who else has joined this call on this magnificent Monday? We would love to hear your beautiful sound, you guys. We are on the wake-up list. God got amazing plans to give us life and life more abundantly this on this day. So let's sound it off with a praise of faith and good morning. Have anybody else joined the call? Morning, Foxy Moxie. Good morning, girlfriend. Yes, it is a marvelous Monday. Yes. Yes. The rain is here. There's a refreshing in the air. Yes. yes. Happy, magnificent, marvelous can, Monday. I feel it. Yes. This is yes. amazing, Mom, this Monday. Yes. Yes. Mona, can you um, put JC and Smokey on the prayer list? Um, she had an, He was rushed to the hospital this morning. So we're praying for okay. both their, heal, their uh, healing and strength. And that all is well. We trust God. We believe God. Yes, we do. So it's for JC and Smokey, right? Mm-hmm. For okay, I got um, it. Healing the healing strength. Smokey was it. uh, he rushed to the emergency room this morning. Okay, got it. All right, all right. and then put my fur baby on there, Teddy. He was he was sick last night, so we praying for him coming. That's my baby. Awesome. Okay. What's his name again? <laughs> his name is Teddy. Teddy. Oh, okay. We're going to pray for Teddy. Yeah. You know, we love our fur babies. Thank you. You're welcome. Yes, you are. Come on. You tell everybody your new good news. You got a praise report? Come on. What is it? I'm being 
Wait, really, but I say that one more time. You can what? I got you, sir. Hello. Good morning. Have anybody else joined the call? Welcome to Declare Victory. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to just say good morning on this magnificent Monday? We would love to hear your beautiful sound. No, Medici. Lay down. down. Good morning. This is Joyful. Hey, Joyful. How you doing, sis? Good, Max. Good to hear your sound this morning. It's good to hear you, too. Ooh, it's good to, to be heard, too, <clears throat> especially after that pity party I had. But God is good. Well, welcome to Declare Victory. We have anybody else during the call on this magnificent Monday. We would love to hear your magnificent sound. We, this, is, this, is the, this is the day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. Good morning. Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, Brother Michael. Good to hear you, brother. Likewise, thank you. You're welcome. Glory be to God. Oh, thank you, Lord. You have woken us up this morning. Ah, full of mercy and grace, Lord. Thank you. Glory, glory, glory. Okay, you guys, one more time before we move on. Have anybody else joined the call that would like to say good morning? Kiss us the time. We would love to hear your magnificent sound on this marvelous Monday. Good morning, Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. How you doing? I'm good, you? I'm good. I am blessed. I won't complain. I won't. Okay, you guys, it looks like it's that time. For everybody to please, who else? Is that someone else that would like to say good morning? Okay. All right. I need everyone to please mute your line. Look down at your phone and mute your phone, Yvonne. Did you make sure you your phone is muted also? Okay. Hello. My name is Moxie Mona, and I am your host, and we thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets. Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 8 a.m. Central Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to call in during the month of November where our monthly theme is entitled Leadership. Each declare will focus on, on the how leadership plays a vital role in planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us 
within the works we do for him. Let me say that one more time. Each um, For this month, Easter Clare will be coming from the theme leadership. Easter Clare will focus on how leadership plays a vital role in planning, planning, sowing, and reaping God's desires for us within the work we do for him. Make sure you invite a friend so they can be blessed too. Okay. There is one announcement for today. Please join us tonight. I hear a phone. Someone please meet your line. Please join us tonight and every Monday night for Marriage Matters for married couples and married hopefuls. You can call into the same phone number tonight between 6.30 and 7.30 Pacific Time, between 8.30 and 9.30 Central Time, and between 9.30 and 10.30 Eastern Time. You will be happy that you did. And I wasn't able to check the app. So, Prayer Warrior, please check the app for us, please. The order of the call. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda. The declaration will be brought by Jacqueline. And then we go right into closing comments hosted by our declarant. Once again, the order of the call is prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Yolanda. The declaration will be brought by Jacqueline. Jacqueline. Then we go right into closing comments. All right, the scripture for today, you guys, is coming from Philippians 2 and 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambitions or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourself. Ooh, I'm going to read it one more time. So that Philippians 2 and 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. I'll see. Yeah, I think I'm saying it right, you guys. Whether in humility, value others above yourself. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, you guys, please check your phone. Make sure it's muted. And I now pass the call to the prayer warrior with Elijah. You guys have a blessed, magnificent Monday. Hallelujah, 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 Father God, we praise you this magnificent morning. God, Yolanda. we bless you. Yolanda, yes. I am so yes. sorry. I just realized that I did not speak the spoken prayer request. Did you, do you have them? I do have them. Okay, good. I, I do apologize. I just looked down no, and no. was like, you never said the spoken prayer request. Okay, thank you. No problem, praise God. Lord God, we bless you this day, Lord God. We call you our saving grace, God. We call you our mighty Father. God, we look to you and depend upon you for all things, the big and the small, Lord God, because we know that you are concerned about every area of our lives. God, we just bless your magnificent name this morning, God, we ask that you would first and foremost, Lord God, forgive us of any sin, any thought, any deed, any Lord God, that was not of you, Lord God, that may have offended you, God, disappointed you, God, and we're grateful, Lord God, for your patience and your endurance with us, Lord Jesus. So we thank you, God. We come to you with clean hands, Lord God. 
We ask that you would renew us, Lord God, and restore us every moment of the day, Lord God. We ask that you will, um, that we will keep you uh, front and center of everything that we do. Jesus, hallelujah. God, we need you, Lord God. We understand, Lord God, how important you are, Lord God. We understand, Lord Jesus, that we have been set apart, Lord God, that we are different, God that we are special, Lord Jesus, and that we are salt. Oh, God. So I bless your name this morning. Hallelujah. God, I thank you for our slumber the night before, Lord God. I thank you for the peace and protection and provision that you've given us the day before, Lord God. I thank you, God, for waking us up this morning, Lord God. But this is the day that you have made, God. We will rejoice. We do rejoice. And we are glad to be a part of it. Lord Jesus, I come to you right now in the, in the name excuse me, of your, your son, Jesus, your magnificent um, son, Jesus, Lord God, the one that bled and died for us, Lord. Your sacrifice, Lord God. Your, your um, um, atonement for our sins, God. Hallelujah. Now I think think about how great and mighty, Lord God, and generous that you are to people, Lord God, who rejected you, Lord God, who sat upon you, Lord God. Hallelujah. And you still God, Lord God, to forgive us. Oh God, how wide and how deep, how strong, Lord God, how everlasting, Lord God, is your love for us. And we are grateful to be you this morning. Thank you, God. God, we come to you right now in need of prayer, God. We come to you right now, Lord Jesus, in need of your power, Lord God. We come to you right now, Lord God, in need of your healing, God. We need your presence, Lord God. And God, we pray that everything that we pray, God, is in alignment with your will for our lives. God, hallelujah. So may the Holy Spirit uh, direct us, Lord God. May the Holy Spirit moan and groan, Lord God, and plead on our behalf, God. God, I'm praying for J.C. and Smokey, Lord God, for healing God, oh God, for healing, hallelujah, God, and for your strength, Lord God, to endure whatever is upon them, Lord God, oh God, show them your glory, Lord God, so they may testify about your goodness and your greatness, Lord God, hallelujah. God, I pray for Susie, Lord God, for her discomfort and pain this morning. God, I pray that you would touch every ailing part of her body, Lord God, and give her relief, God. Thank you, God, for her ability to ask, Lord God, for you, Lord God, and only you, because you're the only one, God, that can do anything about everything, God. So I bless your name, Jesus, and I ask you, God, to look down on Susie, Lord God, and give her relief, Lord Jesus. God, I thank you for Yvonne, Lord God. I thank you for her spirit, Lord God. I thank you for her love for you, God. I thank you for her confidence in you, Lord God. I thank you for her attitude, Lord God. Hallelujah. God, I bless your name, God, for her independence, Lord God. She is her own, Peggy. 
That means that she gets to do what she sees best, Lord God, and she sees fit, Lord God, with her own finances. God, Lord God, your word says that when we are good stewards of our money, Lord God, then you will bless us with the more. So I bless your name. Hallelujah. I call you great God, mighty God, loving God. Hallelujah. God, we look on to you, Lord God, for everything that we need, God, for your leadership, Lord God, for your intention, God, for your desire to be our desire, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus, so Galatians 6.9 says, let's not get tired, Lord God, of doing what is good, Lord God. And then we shouldn't be afraid, Lord God, but you are always with us, Lord God. And Lord, your word says that you bless us, Lord God, who patiently endure testing and temptation. God, we call upon you, Lord God. God, we kneel to you, God. God, we fall down prostrate, Lord God. God, we look up unto the hills from whence our help come. God, we look to you. God, we are your people. We are called by your name. God, hallelujah. We have repented, Lord God. We've turned from our wicked ways, Lord God. We seek your face, Lord God. We sin not, Lord God. And we look to you, God, to come and bless the land. God, bless the land. God, my heart is broken, Jesus. There is so much going on, Lord God. The wars in Israel, Lord God. The wars in Ukraine, God. Hallelujah. I don't understand it all, God. But my heart weeps for those people, God. While we over here in America get to walk around freely, God, thank you. But God, my heart weeps for those people. Oh, God, we bless your name, God. I don't understand it all, God. And your way, your word says that your ways are not our ways, Lord God. And this may not even be your way, God, but I know that your word says that not to fear, not to worry, because everything is under your control and under your command, and the devil will not have the final say, God. So I rest in that, Lord God. We rest in that, Lord God. We fear not, God. And we continue to pray because we are the salt, Lord God. We are the difference, Lord God. We are set apart, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. God, I pray for Jacqueline, Lord God, that her word, Lord God, this morning will be mighty and strong, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that you would just touch her, Lord God, and give her everything she needs, Lord God, just enough for us, just enough manna for this day, Lord God, to get through, God, to endure, Lord God, to thrive, Lord God, and to be your will. All these things I pray in the name of Jesus, God, you are mighty, 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 hallelujah. As we take our phones off the mute, God, I bless your name, God. Bless us this day, Lord God. Let us come together right now and pray to our God, the God of God, Lord God, the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the one and only, the great forever, hallelujah. 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 
this call uh, reaches many people all across the globe. And so depending on your time zone, this might be an alarm clock sound for you. This might be your second cup of coffee. And you might be a replay listener. But either way, I thank God that what he says about his word is as the rain and the snow fall from heaven and does not return there, so shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It will accomplish the thing that I sent it to do. It shall not return unto me void. And in the thing to which God sends his word, he says he will cause it to bear fruit in its season. So no matter the time of day, live listener, no matter the time of the day, replay listener, uh, this word that God sends, I am confident because of who he is. And he is one who causes his words to come to pass that it will produce Amen. We thank God for the topic this week, this morning, this month, excuse me, and it is leadership. It is leadership. If you all would check your phones this morning and make sure you are on mute, and that's for the sanctity of the call that everyone participating can hear. Uh, If you would just check your phone and mute your line, your individual device, there is a master mute options on calls like this, but what happens is when that gets unmuted, If your personal device is not, then what's happening in your background enters the call space. So that's why you're asked every day to mute your device, uh, not relying on the master mute, but so that what's happening in your space doesn't interfere or enter into the call space. All right. Leadership. Leadership. Let's talk about it. I'm so thankful that the Bible is full of prophecies, promises, and principles. And the principles of leadership are found throughout the word. And if we want to know a thing, we go back to its origin. And leadership has existed since the very beginning, even in the garden. For those of you who have heard me declare before, we're going to do some teaching and give some definitions. But leadership, leadership, It is the action of leading a group or people or an organization. So that's the verb. It's an action. It's something that is done. Another definition of leadership, it is the state or position of being a leader. Someone may say, oh, you're in leadership. That sounds contradictory to the action because being in a position is not the same as doing something, but those are the definitions, two of them, for leadership. And another is the leaders of an organization, country, or other group. The leadership. The leadership. So an action of leading a group or people or an organization, the state or position of being a leader, or the leaders of an organization. Well, so now we have another word we need to address. What is a leader? What is a leader? I remember being asked this question once in a class. And the question I recall also included the word good, examples of good leaders. Well, a leader is the person who leads or commands a group, an organization, or country. I submit we can insert other things. A group can be a family, a team, other things. But it's someone who leads or commands a group, an organization, or country. That particular question, when our minds, I think, everyone began to think of who was a good leader. This might have been 
limited to what we thought was good as a person who did something that we liked. But you all, I was shaken in my classroom seat when Hitler's name was given as a good leader. But by definition, a leader is a person who leads or commands a group. It doesn't mean that the leader does things that are right and not evil. It doesn't mean that they do things above board and not suspect. It's simply one who leads or commands a group. So in thinking of that and my love for words, I thought, well, wow, that really is perspective because he absolutely commanded or led a group, even though it was for evil. Well, inside of leadership, we have the word leader. Inside of leadership and leader, we have the root word, which is lead, lead. To lead is defined as to cause, to go with one by holding them by the hand. It is also defined as the initiative in an action or an example for others to follow, to lead, take the lead, take the lead. In kindergartner, in kindergarten, excuse me, a kindergartner might have been given a role or a position. And this starts really early where we like to have titles. We like to have titles. We're even groomed for them. But it says we're going to have a line leader. Well, in order for you to be the leader of the line, there has to be someone in a line behind you. So the line leader, it's often the student that has displayed a particular behavior that the teacher has expressed would reward them with that title, with that role. Come here, Kim. You're the line leader today. Kim gets in line, and she is getting ready to perform an action that others are to follow. She's now the leader, giving leadership to the kindergartners that are now headed down the hallway in a line, maybe to the library, to the lunchroom, to the water fountain. But the leader is giving leadership to the line. Kim and the line alone, however, may not have a leadership responsibility. However, she can still be a leader. Just in this moment, if you're called the line leader, you got to have a line to follow you. In the garden, in the beginning, even before the garden, God looked and saw the expanse of the world. It was dark and void, had no form. And he gave instruction. He gave a command. Holy Spirit was hovering over the face of the deep. And God spoke these words. Let there be light. He gave instruction and Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit followed the instruction, leadership, giving a command or an action for another to follow. And then light responded and came forth. Darkness was present over the face of the earth, but the Lord, our God, creator of heaven and of earth, Psalm 24 and 1, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. God, the speaking spirit, creator, he spoke and something came into being. Holy Spirit followed the instruction and then everything that he said after that came into being. There was light. There were animals, herb bearing seed and trees. And then he saw fit to create, to reproduce after himself, which is a key characteristic of a leader, 
to reproduce after their own kind. Leaders produce leaders. And remember, when we think about this, I don't want you to only consider, I want us to be good leaders, responsible leaders. There's a scripture I'll share with us today in the, in the declaration, but all leaders don't do right things, but all leaders are able to and should be producing other leaders. So things that are not above board, terrorists produce other leaders within their organization. Leaders produce other leaders. A good leader does anyway, even if they're not performing a good deed. Research published in Harvard Business Review in 2000 and in an article on Mind Tools lists some common leadership styles. Leadership styles. Coercive, authoritative, affiliative, democratic, case-setting, coaching, bureaucratic, charismatic, servant, and transactional. Each of these styles of leadership, there are others, but just to talk about a few of them, coercive leaders demand immediate compliance. A democratic leader builds consensus through participation. And there are some spaces where this particular style doesn't work based on the need or the situation at hand. A mom who's trying to get her children in the car, it's likely not time for democratic leadership. I don't need the consensus of the, of the individuals getting in the car. It's time to go. Get in the car. Case setting. Leaders accept, expect excellence and self-direction. So as another, we can continue to use this with parenting, that I want you to follow me. I want you to watch me and see what I'm doing. I'm giving you this example that I want you to follow. I'm leading with the expectation that you do this in excellence and that you're able to do this yourself. I'm continuing to talk to parents of teenagers, late teenagers, seniors in high school, that this thing that happens to some seniors, and this might be meeting or meeting some of you with seniors or those of you who have had them, and watch out for those of you who will have them. There's a space in the life, I believe, in the brain of a senior in high school that kind of switches where they believe, this is it, I'm out of here. And some of the things that have been expected of them that they no longer think applies, while they yet have not mastered everything, like putting gasoline in a car that you drive with a license, but driving a car requires gasoline, and you need to know how to put fuel in the car, senior, high school senior, that is. So while you want to no longer be uh, held to certain things or expected to do certain things, you need to know how to do this. Leader, lead, lead yourself to the gas pump and learn how to do that. So in some spaces, this, this style, a style of leadership, teaching your children excellence and then learning almost not working your way out of a job, mom or dad, but that this child, can they make their own lunch? Because if they can't do it at 8, what are they going to do at 10? And if they can't do it at 10, then what are they going to do at 15? And at 15, an 18-year-old that's telling you, 17, 18-year-old senior that's telling you what time they want to come in, y'all y'all don't shake. I know, I know these might not be our households. I'm just saying. I talk to a lot of different people. But that same one that doesn't know how to do 
knows how to do or wants to do this but doesn't know how to do that, as a parent who's giving them examples and requiring them to learn how to do this, yes, it might take them more time to do it, but these are skills that they're going to need as they leave from under our care. They're not the freshman in college that doesn't know how to wash their clothes or know how to order the pizza that they seem to eat every weekend because somebody's ordering it for them, teaching them how to do this. We're going to get in the word. We're going to get in the word. Bureaucratic leadership are whose leaders focus on following every rule. Hmm. Servant leadership, whose leaders focus on meeting the needs of the team. We can identify with this in the scriptures. Jesus was a servant leader. One example of his servant leadership was when he washed the feet of his followers, his disciples, the students who later became the apostles, leaders who focus on meeting the needs of the team. Transactional leadership in which leaders inspire by expecting the best from everyone and themselves. So not wanting more from the team and I bring nothing. I'm the one on the stage receiving the award, but it was really the result of the team. It was the production, the work, the sweat equity of the team, but I'm the face of the organization. No, leadership in which leaders inspire by expecting the best from everyone and themselves. Everything God was able to do, he gave it to man, naming him Adam, mankind, humanity, Adam. And then he created, in, with from Adam, he created woman, and Adam named her Eve. The original intent and design for us, we go back to the garden, a leader producing another leader after his own kind. However, we understand what took place, and the serpent came and challenged what God said to Eve. She then began to challenge what God said. She knew what God said, but she entertained the voice of a serpent. Dr. Anita Phillips says, it's not uncommon for a serpent to be in the garden. So some things that appear to us, it's not strange that it got in, but why is the serpent talking to me about what God already said? Let me follow the leader. I'm going to do what he said, but now I'm listening to somebody else taking his words and perverting them. So we have to remember what did the leader say? And we do that through repetition, through relationship, meditation, continuing to spend time with God, talking to other believers so that I'm not easily taken away, tossed by every wind of doctrine, but I'm going to stand firm in what my leader said. Come on, parents, there are things that you have told your children that you need them to remember when they're faced with the peer pressure. This won't hurt you. You can smoke it. It won't hurt. You can do this. It won't, it won't, make you, it won't be too bad. It's not what everybody says. The challenge is if the child has not had anything in that regard to speak against it, not that they will if they have heard, but the greater statistics show that persons who participate in the things especially children, it's when they haven't been told that it, they shouldn't do it. 
or the, the, the cause or the effect if they were to. So talk to your children about these things. What is the excellent standard that you want to present to them? For the believer, it should be the word of God. It's our blueprint. It's our way of life. It's the way in which we conduct ourselves and govern our lives. The word. The Bible says to teach it to them, to bind it around their necks, post it so that they can read it, continue to tell them these stories. Parents are leaders. Parents are leaders. The person who leads or commands a group. Giving leadership the action of leading a group or people. Where are you leading them? And the good leadership is it godly leadership? Because we've established that a good leader can be a terrorist, was a dictator, whose intention was to wipe out an entire group of people by way of genocide, a leader. But we want to be godly leaders. The Bible records in Romans chapter 12, verse 6, it begins, In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. Gifts to do certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak out with as much faith as God has given you. We're talking about leadership this morning. If your gift is serving others, serve them well. If you are a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it is giving, give generously. I'm going to reread verse 6 before I read the latter part of verse 8. In his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. The B portion of verse 8 in Romans chapter 12, if God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. And if you have a gift for showing kindness to others, do it gladly. When I found this verse in the New Living Translation, I was shocked and I was appreciative of finding it, that leadership, leadership, and it causes me to consider my leadership in all of the ways in which I lead places and groups and organizations. And I would thank God for the grace that he has given and that I would honor him and do it the way that he says, to do it well and to take my responsibility seriously. There's nothing like having the leadership role, but not doing the leadership actions, not taking the steps or doing the things that a leader should do. I thank God for gracing me to be the mother to five children and seven grandchildren. And when I thought about this, I said, God, I thank you that I'm not just a mother and a grandmother by title, but I am being Nola, which is my grandma name. I love being mom to my children, not just named mom, but being, so actually acting it out. And that's the same with being a believer, not just being called by the name of Christ, but being in him, 
if you abide in me and I in you, then these are the things God says that we can have and we can do. So if you're a leader today, I want you to know that the Bible says, take the responsibility seriously. So we can examine ourselves and scan ourselves and say, I am a leader. And there's an opportunity in some areas of my leadership I might not have taken so seriously. In the areas that it doesn't apply, then that you don't apply that there. But there are some areas that I need to do that a little bit better. I need to show up better. I need to get in and help show them how to do this, not just expect them to do it and get frustrated when they don't do it, especially if I haven't told them how to. Get in there with them. God comes alongside us and he teaches us. He gives us Holy Spirit who teaches us all things. He says you have no need of, the, of a teacher for Holy Spirit teaches us all things and not only teaches us, but he brings them back to our remembrance. Leadership. Leadership. Your leadership can be present in the room alongside someone else. My leadership doesn't dissipate or diminish in the presence of another leader. So when you're in a room and your boss walks in the room, you're the leader of this team, and your boss comes in, and while you have certain things that you may say to him or her, have a responsibility to provide to him or her, but don't cower and as if now I'm not a leader because my leader has come into the room. There's two leaders present. There's two leaders present. And I think this happens sometimes where we get around someone else and maybe who I am and what I do isn't as valuable or as this or as that as them. No, no. You're a leader and they're a leader. When the teacher is in the room with the principal, the teacher is the leader of the classroom and the principal is the leader of the school. Both of them are leaders in their own right with leadership responsibilities. Sunday school teacher, you're a leader. Deacon, you're a leader. Pastor, you're a leader. Bishop, you're a leader. Different responsibilities, but all of us in the room together, we don't bow. I don't put down my leadership and take my hat off because another leader has entered into the room. No. Leadership. Matthew chapter 8, Matthew chapter 8, verse 5. When Jesus returned to Capernaum, a Roman officer, a leader, came and pleaded with another leader, Jesus. And this leader said to Jesus, Lord, my servant lies in bed paralyzed and in terrible pain. Jesus said, I will come and heal him. But the officer, the leader said, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come into my home. Just say the word from where you are, and my servant will be healed. I know this because I am under the authority of my superior officers. I have leadership above me, and I have authority over my soldiers. There's authority above me, leadership, but as a leader, I give leadership to those who I have authority over. I only need to say go, and they go. 
or come, and they come. And if I say to my slaves, do this, they do it. When Jesus heard this, he was amazed. What does Jesus think about your leadership? Does it amaze him? When he heard this, he was amazed, turning to those who were following him. Come on, leader, who are you? Who's following you? Who's in the line behind you? There were people with Jesus who heard this conversation. So this is an opportunity for other leaders to get training. Sometimes it is classroom, but sometimes it's just by being in proximity to your leader. Some things are caught more than they're taught. By being around the followers of Jesus, he turned to them and he said, I tell you the truth, I haven't seen faith like this in all Israel. And I tell you this, that many Gentiles will come from all over the world, from east and west, and sit down with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob at the feast of the kingdom of heaven. But many Israelites, those for whom the kingdom was prepared, will be thrown into outer darkness, where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Verse 13, then Jesus said to the Roman officer, leader to leader, the one whom he was amazed by, he said, go back home because you believed it has happened. And the young servant was healed that same hour. Leader to leader. One leader didn't bow to the other leader or, or their leadership didn't go away. Jesus was amazed by this man's words. It was faith that pleased him, and his leadership remained intact. When we enter into a room with another leader, I want us to get this. I need you to be in your leadership role. I need you to do what you do. And what I do, if it's what you need, if I'm the leader, I was talking to someone this morning, if I'm the leader, I'm the owner of this bakery, and you're the owner of uh, of another business, maybe of um, a repair shop. Not because the repair shop individuals within the shop don't know how to bake, but while they're at work, they're busy performing the repairs on whatever they repair, vehicles, electronics, it doesn't matter. But I re- I'm over here repairing these things, and for my lunch break, I want a pastry. So I come over to this establishment to get what you offer. Outside of tangible goods, what gifts has God given you, leader, that when I come to you, that's what I need from you? The pastor needs to be prayed for also. So in this space, we look at, well, the pastor is here, so I'm not going to act a certain way. I need him or her to lead and be this. And the pastor is coming to you looking for the gift God has placed in you, whatever he's given you and graced you to do. The Bible says to do that well and don't cower because I have assigned your role to mean this, which means I'm saying to God, what you've given me is less than that. God didn't design it that way. This leader knew exactly who he was. He told Jesus about his role. Oh, I know. I'm a leader. I have people. And when I tell them to go, they go. If I tell them to come, they come. Jesus, I understand authority. So I know what you're able to do. 
And what you're able to do is to speak a word. I spoke about that in the beginning. God's word always accomplishes what he sends it out to do. Leaders, confident in what it is that you know. Take the time to get the training. Get the exposure. Do what you need to do. And when you stand up, stand in your full authority like this centurion leader. He was talking to Jesus. He knew who Jesus was, but he knew what Jesus had and could do. He needed it for his daughter, for his servant, excuse me, for his servant. It was Jairus who had a daughter. Jairus, also a leader. Jairus asked God to come with him. Because Jesus had what they needed. Their roles did not change. God gives us these accounts of leaders. Nehemiah, a leader, speaking to his leader, telling him about a situation in Jerusalem, how the walls were burned down and the city was just in upheaval. It caused him to grieve. I'm going to take a chance and go to my leader and tell him about this undesired state of my home country that has left me fasting, mourning, weeping over it, and I want to go back and rebuild it, one leader to another. His leader looked at him and didn't say, get back to work. He said, Nehemiah, why is your countenance fallen in the presence of the queen? Three leaders present, king, queen, and cupbearer. And I was the king's cupbearer, is what Nehemiah tells us at that time. But the cupbearer stands into another role, and he wants to become the rebuilder, the repairer of the city that had been burned. And he looks in the face of the king, and he doesn't hesitate to give an answer, but he first prayed to God, our leader, our creator. And then he spoke to the king and told him, about the condition of his land, and then he began to make a request. The king asked him, in essence, what can I do for you, Nehemiah? He said, I'm going to need this, and I'm going to need that. I'll need these supplies. I'll need to have this, and I'll need to have that. And by the way, I need a letter to the governor of the forest so that I can get wood to build a house for myself and to build houses while I'm there. Everything he asked for, his leader, the king, gave him. What would have happened if Nehemiah thought my leadership has to come, really has to go away, has to not exist. I need to cower. I need to put it down. I need to be something different in the face of this leader. He did not do that. The king listened to him, and then he says, in addition to that, I'm going to send you some support. I'm going to send you some people to go with you. Business owner stepping into the office of the bank, don't allow the the uh, the loan officer to intimidate you. They're a leader and so are you, business owner. Go in there in your full authority. Speak well of your business and your desires. Have your plan. What is it that you need? Speak with confidence. Know who you are. You are a leader. You are a leader. And I want you to be responsible as the Bible says. Lead responsibly. Good leaders. A good leader. Stay close to Jesus. Following after his example, 12 disciples, and they multiplied. 
how they spoke the word, and the Bible says, and 3,000 were added to the church that day, continuing to reproduce after its own kind. The seed that's in you, when planted, can produce another thing of that kind. Romans 12 and 2 says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn, come on, a good leader is a good student. A good leader, a quality of a good leader, they remain teachable. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. As we prepare to close, I want to give you some four things, four things to consider. Characteristics of or behaviors of good leaders. Leaders better their environment. In the beginning, God saw the earth without form and darkness covered the face of the deep. The spirit hovered over the face of the deep. The world, it was dark, void, without form. Leaders better their environment. They inspire people through a shared vision and create an environment where people feel valued and fulfilled. When was the last time you thanked your team, acknowledged their work, restated the vision, created a space where they could come and share comfortably what it is that they understand or know about the vision. I have an idea that I can, I'd like to share that this might make this space better, leaders better their environment. Number two, they know their team and themselves well. Oh, this is just like our God. (laughs) He knows exactly who he is. In Isaiah 43, the Lord says, Israel, I have chosen you to be my witnesses, my witness in the earth. I have chosen you to know and to believe and to understand that I am God. There never has been, nor will there be one after me. God is confident, and we are in him and he in in us. So for those who, who, who profess I have challenges with confidence, come on, just get into God, because he's confident. They know their team, and they know themselves well. So he knows who he is, and here's how well he knows us. The Bible says he knew us before he placed us in our mother's womb. He knitted us together in darkness. And he numbered, not counted, he numbered the hairs on our head. That's important to know because when we lose our hair, we say I got four strands left, but he he numbered them in the beginning. Thousands of hairs on your head. He numbered them. Leaders, they know their team and themselves well. Number three, leaders maintain a positive attitude. What was the attitude of Jesus in the boat when he said to the disciples, come, let us go to the other side? When they became fearful, Jesus was in the bottom of the boat with a pillow under his head, fast asleep. If we watch the posture of a leader during a crisis, we, can, we will take on the, their, their demeanor, their disposition. It's important for leaders to guide a team through challenging times, encouraging them and remaining positive along the way. Team morale is heavily contingent upon a leader's attitude. 
How is God responding to what's happening in the earth in 2023? Are you responding the same way? Number four, leaders, they build the next generation of leaders. Leaders reproduce other leaders. Leaders can't and shouldn't stand alone. We have God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, a thing shall be established. God said that, he, that the blood and water were a witness to the crucifixion of Jesus. He says, I call heaven and earth as witnesses today. I call them, like calling people to the witness stand. You're, I, I call this person to the stand. They come and they raise their hand. I call heaven and earth as witnesses to record this day. And if he's looking for our choice to follow him or not. He says, I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. We are leaders. And we have the perfect leader. He teaches us through his word. He leads us through Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A good leader. A good leader. If God has given you leadership ability, take the responsibility seriously. I charge us today to lead well. Your team your home, even your health, your wealth, and your finances. Lead well. Lead well. Don't put it down. So there's some things we need to pick up today. I haven't even started leading in that area. There's something that I need to work on. Well, get to work, leader. And you know what's beautiful about it? There's somebody waiting to get in your line. Imagine. Kim, if she were called last, back to the story of the kindergartner, Kim is going to be the line leader. All of the students are ready to go to the library, but they can't go without their leader. Kim is sitting at the table, and the teacher has called her name, but Kim is a little sad this day. She's not really sure, why am I the leader? Why do you? But nobody can go to the library, Kim, if you don't lead them. Who's waiting to get to the next thing in God? They're in line but they're waiting for you, leader. Mr. Groper, back to the bubble guppies example. Line up, line up, everybody line up. But come on, leader, let's lead the line. We've got to take them somewhere. Father, we thank you for leadership. I thank you that you're so mindful of this, that you even left record in your word. Thank you that you have graced us, Lord God, giving us different gifts for doing certain things well, including leadership. I pray for the heart of every individual that hears this call for the area in which you have called them to lead, that it's not a yeah, but because of someone else. You have called them to lead a particular group or area, even country, organization. God calls them to stand in the authority that you have placed on the inside of them, and they not put it down when another authority figure comes in the room like the centurion, the Roman officer who stood before Jesus, leader to leader, making his request. 
I thank you, Father, that we don't we don't water it down. Thank you for leadership. Thank you for good leaders. Thank you for godly leaders. Thank you for being our leader. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being our master teacher, our leader, and our guide. And you lead us, hallelujah, into all truth. Thank you for where you're leading us today. For these things, I thank you and I pray it in faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Magnificent Monday, magnificent Monday. At this time, we want to open the call to the men on the line. The men on the line, good morning. Good morning, good morning, gentlemen. We'd like to hear your sound. Any men on the call that want to share this morning? Good morning. Good morning. Any other men? Okay. Any new callers on the line, first-time callers, today's your first time calling in to declare victory, and you did not have an opportunity at the beginning of the call to say good morning, we would love to hear your sound. If you are a new caller, this is your opportunity to greet us this morning. We want to hear from you. Good morning, new callers. First time Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Um, My name is Savannah. Good morning, Savannah. Welcome to Declare Victory. It's good to hear your sound. Thank you. Thank you. Any other first-time callers? Maybe not your first time, but you're new to the call and you haven't ever spoken and you would like to, then we want to open it up to you this morning, this magnificent Monday, offering your sound, saying hello to us. Good morning. Good morning. It's magnificent Monday. Anyone else haven't lended their sound new to the call that would like to say good morning? All right, we'll open it up for good mornings um, for anyone that did not get to speak. And then I'm going to go back because I think we want to offer the men a chance first to do Love, Life, and Victory when we get there. But all others who are on the call, simply to say good morning. This morning, you did not get to do that already. Now is the time. Good morning, Magnificent Monday. Good morning. This is Brandy. I'm not new, but I haven't been in a while. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Ms. Stevie. Thank you for your declaration. Good morning. Good morning. This is wonderful. Great declaration. Good morning, wonderful. Thank you. Good morning, Ms. Pretty Patrice. Happy Magnificent Monday. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. This is Jubilant. That was an excellent uh, declaration. And I don't know if Yo-Yo-Yo was on the phone, but when you guys get a chance, give my husband, Eric, a happy birthday. Today's his birthday. Oh, yay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. A happy birthday, Eric. Good morning. <laughs> 
Happy birthday, Ali. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. Anyone else? Good morning, AP, AP, AP. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning. All right. Well, let's go into love, life, and victory, love, life, and victory. And we do want to offer it to the men first so they can share. Uh, Ladies, you know, God has really graced us to talk, and we use more words than they do. So we want to open it up, love, life, and victory, where we comment, ask questions, observations, takeaways, uh, whatever that is. So you get a chance to get yours together. But any men on the line, I want to open it up to you first for love, life, and victory. Any men? All right. Well, the ladies, we got it from here. Let's go, ladies. Good morning. Love, life, and victory. Comments, observations, takeaways, questions, leadership. Let's talk. Morning, Jacqueline and Shell again. Great, magnificent share. Oh, my God. As you walked little Miss Kim through kindergarten, being the line leader, and it brings back so many memories of how, you know, we would sit and and we would have the schedule on the wall, who would be the line leader on Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday, and and everyone would come into accordance and and do right so they can get their share of time of leading. And leading Mm -hmm. at that time, it was uh, leading the, um, the, the, when we come in and say the Pledge of Allegiance, oh, my mm-hmm. God, and, and being the leader of the crossing guard, oh, my God, that's so exciting. And it just brought back to me uh, Matthew 20 and 16, and the last shall be first. So we mm-hmm. all have our chance to be able to follow, to lead, to teach the followers to be able to lead. So Grace shares is always, always so mm-hmm. much dialogue. I love you. Love you, Cheryl. Thank you. Excuse me, Cheryl. What? You said Matthew's what? I'm sorry. 20 and 16. Thank you. Love, life, and victory. Comments, questions, takeaways. Who else would like to share? Good morning, this wonderful Wanda. Hey, wonderful. Um, again, thank you for your declaration. And um, what stood out for me was when you said, we know what God has given us, yet we allow the enemy to talk to us and tell us something different, and we listen to it. Um that that's like a main thing that I'm working on because I know that I'm chosen. I know that God loves me. I know what his will is for me. And the enemy um, comes more often than not. And although I'm practicing on it, I still feed into the negativity. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's a work in, it's a work in progress. Um, the other thing that stood out for me was 
and I'm I'm just giving my experience. When you talk about leadership, when you talked about when a principal walks in the room and the teacher is there as two leaders that have two different roles and neither one of them, you know, are in competition <laughs> with each other. I I feel like that when I go to church. When I go to church, before I walk in the door, I know that I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm go- I know I'm going to hear the word. I know I'm going to get fed. But when I see elder members and and people in higher leadership, I go through something. I don't know what the something is. I don't want to say to feel less than, but it almost is like I feel less than. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I'm that I want to be in a leadership role. I'm just talking about me being in the in the house of the Lord, me being amongst other Christians. Uh, I don't know if you understand what I'm saying or what I'm trying to say, but when you said that, it, it just stood out for me. Um, mm-hmm. And it's 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 like it's like when I first got on the call, you know, and I I said I'm not gonna get this. I'm not gonna. I'm not where you guys are. I don't speak in tongues. I don't, you know, this. And it's like it takes time to get to where God wants you to be. Um, but it's also the work that's involved in doing that. It's like it's not yeah. just going to come by osmosis. I have to do some work. So it just, I don't know, it's just you had some good good breakfast this morning. And I, I just want to say thank you. <laughs> Well, wonderful. I want you to, um, I, I like that it. it sounds like it was thought-provoking for you. And, um, you know, there's the sanctuary that you enter, the space in which you go to to worship, it's absent of your contribution. So there's a part that's missing. You know, what you bring, nobody else has. And that's where we have to just be acknowledged that we are wonderfully, uniquely made in his likeness and his and his image. So what you bring while looking at somebody else, here's the secret. Somebody else might be thinking similarly, similar thoughts that you're thinking, and they are in the position that you think maybe shouldn't have those thoughts or are different than you. Um, But if you just, when we get this, when we get this, that I am everything God says I am and everything about him is in me. In Lamentations 3, verses uh, 23 through 25, but a portion of it says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. That's not for leaders. That's not for uh, lay people. This is for everybody. So the writer says, the Lord, all of God is my part, is my portion. So when I walk in, Jesus says, I come in the in the volume of the book. I come with everything, but it's how I see it. So may God um, transform your mind. And that you walk in desiring to be nobody other than the excellency of Christ through you, that you would be who he created you to be in that space. Because somebody's looking for what you have, and if we're looking or or like watering it down because somebody else is in the room, then that person is going to miss it. Like I said, if Kim, if, the, if we could only go to the library if Kim was the leader, but if Kim is thinking, I'm not as qualified as Marcus, and I don't get in line, then... Nobody gets to go. So I pray that you would embrace the truth of God in you. It's not like, it's not supposed to be anybody else, just you, uniquely you, formed in his image and in his likeness. And you walk in there in the full authority of God in your personality, in your frame, 
all of who you are, God made it. He, you were his intention and design when he created you. He had you in mind. That's why you're here. Thank you. You're welcome. Love, life, and victory. Anybody else? Hey, Jacqueline. Good morning. It's Yolanda. <clears throat> hey, good morning. Good morning, sister. Um, so I just want to say thank you for your uh, declaration this morning. Is always filling. Um, I love the way you approach the text. Um, and when you were talking about leadership, you know, um, you know, I just think it's amazing how different people could have different interpretations of the word. Uh, and yet it's all accurate, right? It's all applicable. You know, I've heard mm-hmm. different uh, declarations about uh, differences, Adam and Eve. I heard it from a boundary standpoint. I heard it from now you gave us the leadership standpoint. I've heard all different types of takes on it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I accept them. <laughs> Uh, you want to check your phone? But, you can mute your phones, please. Go ahead, Yolanda. Like what you said about being swayed from what we know, right? Um, that is like a continuous trap that, you know, we all fall into. Uh, my opinion is that some of us are better at warding it off or acting as if, you know, like I ain't tripping. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. you know what? I'm, I'm just going to digress for a minute. I was thinking about President Obama last night in this conflict in in Israel, and and um, and somebody quoted something that President Obama said, and I just thought to myself, I said, now, I wonder was there ever a time in any of his eight years of president presidency that he felt unsure? Um, a little, you know, hint, uh, apprehensive, and I'm sure there were, right? Um, but when we look at somebody from the outside, what they present is not always what we feel on the inside, kind of similar to what uh, Wanda just said, right? And so I've learned or I'm learning to uh, draw upon God even in those times when I don't feel worthy, when I don't feel like um, I'm a leader, when I when I don't feel like I, I know what I'm doing. I was thinking about my childhood, and you said leadership is groomed, right? Some people are inherent leaders. Some of us have natural leader capabilities, but it's still a grooming, right? And when I was a kid, you know, the teacher would say, you know, you go first in line, you take the kids, show the kids the way down the way to the cafeteria or whatever it might be. Or who wants to be the first one to answer this math question? And I never raised my hand first. Why? Because I wasn't sure about, mm-hmm. you know, like what doing. I wasn't sure in my capabilities. And this is no diss on my mother and fathers, but they didn't, inst- they didn't instill those characteristics in me that self-worth, that I had to get all that stuff, like, as I grew older, right? And by then, I look back and I think, God, 
how much time I lost, right? But then I am I'm introduced into the word and I and I come to understand that, you know, I do have those characteristics. You know, God does want me to be uh, a principal, if you will, in a certain area of my life, a ministry, uh, a word, whatever it may be, right, to lead people to his word, man. And it's, like, amazing to me. Like, when I think about, oh, my God, Jacqueline, when I think about, how deep his word is, right? How it is mm-hmm. transferable and applicable to every area in our lives. So I can look back through the Bible time and time again, you know, Rahab and all them people that were, you know, weren't thought that they could be, they weren't even worthy, but they set examples. Those are my examples, right? And so mm-hmm. I just want to thank you, Jacqueline, for who you are. I want to thank you for your love for God. Um, and thank you for your blessings of, of uh, declarations. That's all I got. Thank you. You're welcome, Yolanda. I do want to comment in response to um, Obama. your question about President Obama and if he was ever, you know, uncertain, if he ever experienced uncertainty during his presidency. And I'm going to answer it in this way. A scripture that was gone over yesterday in the sermon, uh, Matthew 26. Then Jesus went with them to the olive grove called Gethsemane. And he said, sit here while I go over there to pray. He took Peter and Zebedee, two sons, James and John, and he became anguished and distressed. He told them, my soul is crushed with grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. I say that because while we might look at a leader in the natural, Jesus, our Savior, experienced uncertainty and did not want to do the thing that his father was asking him to do. But like Kim, not getting in line to go to the library and the other students couldn't go, we wouldn't have Holy Spirit if Jesus didn't do what he did. So he said, the Bible says that Jesus became anguished and distressed. We have not a high priest that has not been touched by our infirmities. He didn't just, he doesn't just know how we feel. He felt what we feel. He felt anguished and distressed. So does a leader feel anguished and distressed? The Bible says they do. So we don't have to detach ourselves from it or feel like, We can feel like it, but it just wouldn't be true. Or Darius Daniels, it would be not incorrect, but maybe incomplete. That if Jesus could feel it, then certainly other people, we we had to feel it. I saw your text, and I will follow up with you, um, and I look forward to continuing the conversation, Yolanda. Love, life, and victory questions, observations, takeaways. Anyone else? Hey, Joyful. Hey. Hey. Great share. Um, definitely was very informative and educational. And um, I like how you talked about what good leaders are supposed to do so that we can kind of gauge not only how we are, but also what kind of leadership we're under. 
Mm-hmm. And just go accordingly because leaders, like you said, are supposed to produce leaders. Yes. Thank you. You're welcome, Christina Joy. Anyone else? Good morning, Thank you Joyful. For You're welcome. I heard two of you. You're welcome. Be blessed. You as well. Okay. And you also heard, this is Tosh. Um, I just want to say thank you. And, you know, what really hit me is when you were doing your definition, well, one of the things, you said a lot of um, very good, good things. When you were giving your definition and you identified that there are leaders that by definition are good, good at leading, Mm -hmm. but they don't do good things in the mm-hmm. sense that mm-hmm. they are evil. And I had never, I hadn't thought about it because it seems like such an oxymoron, right? Um, but that really gave me pause to think. And then later on, you use the term godly leadership. And that is where the place that we as this body want to be in, not just good at what we do, but godly. And, and again, how we do a thing, and it matters. Um, Because there are a lot of people out here who are very good at doing evil, Um, and and it's tragic. And so to to couch it in that way, it just really made me think about the importance of how we lead. And um, I think you, you also pulled out the term servant leadership and the importance of in our leadership and in our positions, whether it's inside the home or outside the home, that we do so in such a way that is in keeping with how Jesus would lead and that we lead with love and in service to others. So thank you um, for your sharing, your teaching, and I'm going to have to go back and hit that playback and get those four points you shared with us at the end. That was really good. I appreciate you so much. Love you. You're welcome, Tosh. Love you. You know, this is, um, it's it's almost, it's not even a, it's just a paradigm shift. It's the, it's the truth. It's just hard to hear that a leader can be evil. But the, my definition of what a leader is, is one who leads a group or directs the action or commands a group of people, a country, or an organization. So in Isaiah 14, 12, how how you are fallen from heaven, O shining star, son of the morning. You have been thrown down to the earth, you who destroyed the nations of the world. This is, of course, speaking of Lucifer, the son of the morning, the angel, but he didn't leave by himself. He took others with him. So Satan is a leader. He's the father of all lies, but he's a leader. So when we look at things and, and every um evil act or unrighteous act, just because it's not godly or desired, it doesn't mean that they are devoid of being a leader or leadership. So the question still is, where are you leading people? What do you give leadership to? And is God amazed by your leadership? Anyone else? Yes, this is Jubilant. Um, this is some real rich uh, 
conversation, information. Uh, I, you know, I heard the word groom. You said leaders are groomed. I, I felt like coming up as a kid, and I think I might be dealing with somebody else that was speaking earlier, but I was groomed to not have a voice. I was... You know, um, and because of that, uh, you know, I, I lacked a lot of confidence and I was afraid to, to do anything or say anything because I was always questioning, you know, um, my ability just to have, have, have a say in anything. And so um, it's just been recently, as of course, been on this line and talking to the Lord, um, that I, I've been able to accept the responsibility as a leader. Even and look at myself as a leader. I, you know, I'm, I'm that mm -hmm. person to defer to people. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm -hmm. And their leadership. Um, and you know, I feel like, you know, when you don't get that grooming or whatever that needs to take place or being poured in, spoken, you, you know, people speaking to your life and they speak the negative, that it, it causes you to, um, I think that's why, you know, kind of shun responsibility because of the fact that you don't see yourself in that way, then you don't want to, ex you know, you run from it <laughs> because it's like, mm -hmm. it's not mm -hmm. possible to be true, you know? Um, but just, and so I'm still moving and trying to grow in that area uh, to, you know, to as far as accepting that. Some people have said some things over my life and, um, I know the Lord spoke to me, but I have run, ran because it's like it requires to open, you know, to really be uh, bold and open my mouth. And mm -hmm. when all these all these years I've been, you know, just the opposite. So this is very rich. And then also the thing I was thinking when you were saying as far as yeah, as far as deferring to other people that come into the room, like becoming small, minimizing myself, you know, to let them, because I thought they have more to say or people want, you know, listen to them. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so running those areas, but this is, I'm like, I'm like, I'm going to go back and listen to the playback too, but this, this is some rich stuff. I'm I'm so glad you shared. Um, and, and a good leader makes space for people to be heard. And a person whose voice was taken, um, it might, I pray that this is a space that you are welcome to and are opening up to, that when someone asks a question of you, they really want to hear the answer. But if, um, when I participate in classes or, or discussions, I don't raise my hand. And the reason I don't raise my hand is because I know a lot of people in the room think I know the answer. So the moment I give an answer, that's going to cause other people's voices to get turned off. So I don't raise my hand. So you, to be in a, in a healthy place where people understand that you have great value and what you say is important. I attended a, a session with some women a couple of months ago, and my beloved, very, very good friend, her 91-year-old mother was in attendance. And the way these particular groups were set up, I had the youngest generation in the room paired with the oldest and we had some scripture cards and I gave the groups cards and I asked them to discuss the scripture and it was a beautiful exercise because what I wanted each of us to see is that what one group is thinking 
another group thinks similarly because we're more alike than we're different. And when we think, all oh, them old people, that's all they be thinking about is, and them young, the old folk are thinking the young folk, they don't want to do nothing but go party. But here we have something common, which is a scripture. And I walked by this group a couple of times and I said to them, I'd whisper, y'all are a part of the best group. I mean, these are 20-year-old ladies, 20 to 30, 20 to 29, with everybody in the room that was 70 and older. And one of the ladies was 91. And I walked by and my friend's mom was speaking on this scripture. And my friend was shocked. She said, mama was talking? And I wasn't sure what she meant by that. And I said, yes, she had a lot to say. I couldn't remember verbatim. But I understood later, and I asked my friend about it, basically, what was the shock or the surprise? And she said, well, we really don't engage her like that. I guess we ask her, how is she doing, and does she need this or does she need that? But that type of question, she wasn't aware of her mom being in many spaces like that. So I say to you, Jubilant, the more places in which you are, I would that you welcome the opportunity when someone gives you the, a microphone or gives you the opportunity to speak, that you don't deflect and defer to somebody else because people do want to hear what you have to say. And there are rooms where people will be that intentional to say, we want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you have to say. Amidst the other 10 people, 50 people, 100 people, I want to hear what you have to say. And the more comfortable you become doing that, you'll continue to do it more because what you have to say matters. So thank you for sharing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I will say this, and I know I'm homework when you said about Michael, whatever, I cringed. So I know the Lord's got to work with me on that, but I, I receive it. Yeah. And I say that as a proverbial mic, you know, right, whether you want to use a mic or not, but just that in a circle, in a group, and if you're, if it's your tendency to be quiet because other people you know, you want them to talk. No, we want to give you the talking stick. We want to give you the floor. You have the floor. Good morning. Good morning. It's Dee Dee. How are you? Good, Dee Dee. Good, good. Um, thank you for this. I'm laying here. I've been battling symptoms um, <clears throat> for the last few days. But I thank you for um, Wanda, wonderful Wanda made me think about how it is a, a it's like a, it's almost like a spirit of comparison when you walk in a certain room, maybe it's church or a class or what have you, and the leader, you may think, you know, put put somebody on a pedestal that, that you kind of kind of question your own ability, if that makes sense. So for me, um, I was teaching a youth class at my church years and years and years ago, and it was actually called Friday Night Live as well. And I used to do that. I would look at the other leaders and, you know, their powerhouses and their, you know, they have degrees. They went to seminology, um, you know, theological school, all of that, seminary. And I would, mm-hmm. I would, I would dummy down, right? And then I had people who say, oh, she's over the top. She don't know the Lord because of my personality and the way the Lord uses me. It's not for everybody. So that made me kind of, you know, shy away or not joining as much as I probably should have because of that. And so for me, I've learned to not let the spirit, like don't compare my walk or my talk to anybody else's. Because if I do that, then the, the enemy wins. And I won't reach those that I'm assigned to. And again, on um, Saturday, I had to do the opening prayer for my son's event. 
And when I tell you the young people that were touched, because a lot of these young people are fighting mental attacks and they talk about suicide and they talk about not being able to go to their families because they're so religious but they can't they don't seem to hear them that makes sense so i'm just glad that i didn't allow the enemy to stifle me and to steal my voice and i just have to show up the way i'm supposed to show up on assignment and whatever leader it is i'm not it's not a competition and we have to remember that so thank you you're right it's not a competition it's not a competition and that scripture that we read in matthew 26 from what we have learned and know about peter all of the disciples had different backgrounds, different personalities. It shows up in their writing. But Peter was, you know, Peter was no joke. And when we um, make assessments about people because of their personality, because of their dress, that's so not God. And so on the, on the opposite, as the hearer of that information, we got to just be confident in who God, who God has made me to be. He made me like this. The parts about me that are not like him that are that I need to work on, I'm going to work on it, but I'm not about to change. I'm not going to change my voice, my accent, the way that I like to dress, the, the vocabulary that I use, because this is how he made me. And God needs that type of talk for the people that need to, that connect to, relate to, understand that kind of talk. When you're being someone else, speaking in a different way, you're going to miss the group that needed to hear that. So we, he, he, he took Peter, this particular, he took Peter and the sons of Zebedee. Peter, the ear-cutting Peter, the cussing Peter. He took Peter with him when he was anguished and distressed. So multiple um, personalities showed up in the different individuals that he took with him, different behaviors, or the way, the way they lived their life, the way they conducted themselves. So he wants us to be uniquely us in him. So may the glory of God and his excellency, the excellency of Christ, shine through all of us, and we stand up in our full authority as our unique individual selves in God. That's what it's about. All right. Amen. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. morning. Um, Wow, powerful um, word. I'm kind of just getting at the end of it, but, uh, you know, I'm I'm so glad um, to be here and a part of this uh, body of believers. Um, leadership has been so, um, I, it, it, it has different fabrics of, of leadership. Mm-hmm. And I thank you, uh, Dion, uh, publicly uh, for giving us a voice, a sound. I remember um, when I came on the line, I didn't know certain people voices, but I heard you uh, calling out different ones' names because, you know, because you know their sound. Thank you so much for believing in the sound of these people. These are leaders. Um, development, those are that, that are on this month, God is developing us to be better leaders. Even in yes. the uh, areas where we were mistrained, I really do thank you for uh, keeping us on track, keeping us, you know, like groomed for the position where Christ has taken us all. Everyone has a part, <clears throat> a part in ministry, as uh, the scriptures say about we have many, uh, one body, but many members. Thank you for allowing mm-hmm. the members to be active and that we're not a part of that uh, dry bone uh, area. And some of us have, but if we keep coming, doing what uh, is asked of us, it, it, it's, it's just making it better. And we are shifting, Dion. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. You're welcome. You. 
You're welcome. Yes, so I know Dion will hear that. This is Jacqueline, but we thank God for her. All of what you said, absolutely. And and for you to insert dry bones at the end, my God, my belly is, uh, my baby is leaping over here, but Ezekiel 37, can these dry bones live? So while he was taken and shown a valley full of bones, not just bones, but dry bones, and God told him that they could live, and these were the instructions to prophesy to the four winds and what took place. And so for leaders who may feel that they're dry and they're just lying around, if you would allow glory to your name, the wind of God to meet you and for the sinews to come on top of this, the different parts of the skin to come together, and then this bone attaching to that bone, this and that, then we will hear, hear the mighty sound of an army coming together, you coming back to life, and then life being breathed into that the, that skeleton that was formed, because we don't just want to be out, dry bones, forming a skeleton and moving. That's a zombie. Mm-mm. We need the wind, the wind of God to blow first, and then the breath of God to be breathed into us again, so that we can do what it is that he has called us to do. Powerful leaders in our own rights to lead in the ways that God has told us. We can do it. He's declared it. Amen. All right. Anyone else? Real quick, uh, Lady Jacqueline, I just wanted to um, just further that out a little bit. Um, it's so many people here in this and that have uh, came through uh, Declare Victory and uh, as our uh, as Dion has said, the community has started their own uh, ministries. There's some teachers and some preachers. There's uh, evangelists. There's uh, all type of uh, work that is within this uh, group. And, um, you know, it's people such as yourself that can come in and just carry the ball and pass the baton. We must pass the baton. We can't do it all. And it's just good that we have others connected on in this uh, body of believers. And when I say body of believers, it's not just declare victory. It's wherever you're worshiping at. Don't go there and and just sit idle as, um, you know, uh, the woman of God, Julia, Juliet, uh, was saying, you know, she she really um, didn't feel like she had much of a voice because a lot of people set us down and told us, you know, have a seat especially when God has a zeal in you. Don't let your faith destroy, let your faith destroy the giant, even though you see them. You know, you they may say, well, you, we don't need you right now. And, and yeah. it's been years that you have sat. So I thank you for just expounding on that. Thank you, woman of God. You're welcome. Amen. Bless the Lord. All right, anyone else? Uh, Ours. Been spent well. Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I just want to say thank you so much for your declaration on this morning. Um, And I just want to add that um, also being a leader means that you need to be committed. Right, mm-hmm. that we need to be committed unto the Lord, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and we need to be sold out for Him. So, whatever we may be feeling about um, those that have charge over us, if we just stay committed unto Him, 
we shall win and the devil shall be defeated. Thank you, Lady Jacqueline, for this rich conversation this morning. Wonderful declaration. To God be the glory. Thank you. That is so good. Commitment. Commitment. He's faithful to his word. He's faithful to creation. God, our leader, he's faith. That's good. That's good. Commitment. Commitment is imperative for a leader. Remain committed. Faithful servant. All right. Well, we're going to end. I'm going to let us go. Going once. Going twice. Three times. All right. Well, we'll end love, life, and victory. And today's share, we thank God again for this magnificent Monday. Thank you again, Moxie and Yolandra, for your opening, your greeting, and your prayer. And thank you to each of you who called in live and to the replay listener. Uh, Father, we thank you for this day. We thank you, Lord God, for leadership. Thank you for being an exemplary leader. Thank you for making us leaders after your own kind. God, we would that our leadership would be a reflection of you. I thank you, Lord God, according to your word in Psalm 90 and 17. And let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. May we be faithfully committed to do the thing that you have asked us to do. You tell us in Matthew 6 and 33 to seek ye first the kingdom of God and its righteousness, and all of these things will be added. So, God, as we pursue you, then the things that you have placed in our life, the graces that you have given us will manifest. And so, God, I pray that no line is left without a leader, that everyone who is waiting for us to take our rightful place as the 120,000 were in Nineveh waiting for their lives to be taken as you were going to take them out. But it was Jonah, the leader, who went on the run. But God, when he got his mind right, and he then came after you, praying first, and then released from the belly of the fish, quickly went to Nineveh and preached against that great city. It's your word. It's your example that we give to others, that they might confess you, come to you, submit to you, O oh God. Father, we thank you today, and we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. It's Magnificent Monday, everyone. Have a great day. Amen. Have a great rest of your day, everyone. Blessings. Amen. Amen. Blessings. Peace and blessings to everybody. Amen. Have a wonderful, magnificent Monday. Thank you, and God bless you all. Have a great day.